Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone. Your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Command Zone podcast. We have a very special episode today. We are doing a budget upgrade on a new March of the Machine pre-con. This is the Growing Threat pre-con, and we have a special guest here who did that budget upgrade. It's Murph. Hello, it is I, Murph, here to upgrade some budgets. I mean, decks. Um, <laughs> on a budget. <laughs> on a budget. <laughs> yeah, um, I edit game nights, I direct game nights, I do extra turn stuff. Um, yeah, some game nights live involvement, all sorts of stuff here at the Command Zone, so... A Swiss Army Murph. Swiss Army Murph. That's that was my nickname in high school. Swiss Army Murph. Not actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> this brigand is a ton of fun. It is Orzov, so it's black and white, and it's based around the new incubate mechanic. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit more about that once we get into the commanders, but. This episode, we are going to add 10 cards to this deck to make it, put it in tip-top shape. We're going to remove 10 cards that are sort of gumming up their works a little bit. And we're trying it on a new, cheaper budget. Only $10 for this upgrade. So you can buy the pre-con, spend an extra 10-ish bucks, and you're going to have this deck uh, in great shape. Uh, and you can get those 10 cards and more if you want to pick up singles from this pre-con or the pre-con itself from cardkingdom.com slash command. Card Kingdom is the best place to go to get a ton of product all in one place. They have a great inventory of all the singles that you want in the condition, in the printing that you want. I know commander players are very specific about their deck. They want to keep it under a tight budget or want to have exactly the printing you want and Command and <laughs> Card Kingdom has exactly the selection that you need to do that. Plus, it shows up in one tidy package on your door. You're not tracking a hundred different shipments and being like, where did I ever get that swamp? I feel like I'm short a swamp. Did I lose it that all shows up in one box and you can put it in sleeves right away again go to cardkingdom.com slash command to get all of the magic cards you want and support the show and while you're supporting the show you can use our other affiliate link at over at ultrapro.com slash command they've got the best magic accessories plus they have all of the officially licensed magic art so all of the art that you love and see on all of these cards especially in pre-cons they tend to make uh, products for every single pre-con if you fall in love with the growing threat pre-con you can check out ultrapro.com see if they have the sleeves to match the deck box to match the play mat to match and then you'll show up to your game store representing the new completed Brimas. <laughs> you can get all of that and more at your local game store or at ultrapro.com slash command if you need a little bit more selection. The other way to support the show is directly. You can go to patreon.com slash command zone. If you become a patron, you get a ton of cool perks depending on the level that you are at. But all of them get access to game nights and extra turns one day early. Exclusive access to the show. And I 
I love that patrons get to see it a day early because mm-hmm. they get to catch stuff oh. that we're like, we we miss and we'll go like, oh, God, we that, need that's to- definitely <laughs> happened. Like, we'll watch these episodes over and over and over and over and over again to make sure that we think they're perfect. But even so, sometimes occasionally something will slip through and a patron's like, why is it like that? Are you sure it's supposed to be like that? And we're like, shoot. No, no. Thank you, patrons. <laughs> <laughs> so come and uh, edit our, our work last minute. Catch those little things uh, by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash command zone. Another perk of being a patron is we shout out one lucky patron every single episode. And this episode is dedicated to, to Alyssa Tilling. Telling. Telling. Boy. That you rock, Alyssa. Sorry, rock. you have an easy one. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't. I just don't think you read the words on the page. I didn't. Quite right. I didn't. I was focused on the Alyssa, and then I put the eye in. in tell, the telling. brain just like. I don't know. I'm look. <laughs> All right, let's get into the main topic today. We have a very fun topic. We are doing the budget upgrade on the growing threat pre-con. Ten cards in, ten cards out. Only $10. Uh, We're going to get to that in a little bit. First, let's just talk about what's in this box. (laughs) Yeah. So let's start with the face commander. The commander that's on the front. That Mm -hmm. is Brimaz Blight of Oreskos. It's a legendary creature, Phyrexian Cats. Whenever you cast a Phyrexian creature or artifact creature spell, Incubate X, where X is that spell's mana value. We'll get to Incubate in a minute. At the beginning of each end step, if a Phyrexian died under your control this turn, proliferate. And it's two white-black 3-4 creature. So Incubates is a new mechanic from Mm -hmm. the new set, March of the Machine. Uh, Basically, it means, so whenever you incubate X, uh, you put that many counters on an incubator token, and it's just an artifact. It's not a creature Mm -hmm. at that moment or any time. It's just chilling there, waiting for you to pay two mana into it. Once you pay two mana into it, at instant speed, you can flip it over, and those counters stay on it. Yep. So say you, for example, with Brimaz, you cast a Phyrexian creature spell that costs three mana. Mm-hmm. You will incubate three, put an artifact token out, put three counters on it, and then at any time during the game, you can pay two, flip it over, and now instead of just an artifact, it is now an artifact creature. Mm-hmm. That's a 3-3. Three, three. And notably, yeah. they are also Phyrexians. So right. that is important for Brimaz's second ability of when they die. You so... If they go to the graveyard just as an artifact token, yes. does that trigger that triggers Brimaz or no? Uh, that does not trigger because they're not the, Phyrexians. Yes, that does not trigger the if a Phyrexian died clause okay. at the end of Brimaz. Okay, so you've got to flip them over into real boys before they die to trigger Brimaz. But that proliferate is going to be very powerful with all of these little plus one plus one counters floating around. For sure. The backup commander in this product is another one of the team up commanders. There's two. Two legendary creatures in one. This one's Moira and Tishar. For three, a white and a black. This is a four or five flying Phyrexian spirit bird. It feels like there should be commas in these. these <laughs> it's just one long thing. Yeah. Legendary creature, Phyrexian, yeah, Phyrexian spirit, spirit bird. bird. Where do you take a breath? And then it says, whenever you cast a historic spell, remember historic is a saga, an artifact, or a legendary spell. Whenever you cast a historic spell, return target non-land permanent from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste. Exile it at the beginning of the next end step. If it would leave the battlefield, exile it instead of putting it anywhere else. Yep, pretty fun, pretty cool ability. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like how fair it is and that you can't abuse things over and over again. Mm-hmm. You cast a historic spell, you get something back, you get to use it for the turn, and then it's just gone forever, and you have to figure out new ways to get new things into the graveyard and then cast more historic spells, rinse and repeat. But overall, pretty cool card. I like it a lot. Very different from Brimas. Yeah. 
it, the crossover obviously is the artifact synergies, yes. but it's doing sort of a totally different thing. Cool. All right. Uh, well, let's get into the 99. Let's talk about what kind of cards they put into this deck. So we're going to break everything down into the we've done it uh excellent work Marv. thank you thank you roll pro at this i've done deck stats before all right so we're gonna break down all of the cards in the 99 into the category so we get a better feel for what the deck actually does yeah so overall in the way that the deck is uh constructed out of the box ramp it has about 14 pieces okay. which is pretty respectable mm-hmm. like we like that much ramp uh, card draw, six. Mm. Not great. A little oh, lower oh. than I'd like. Um, single target removal, 12. It's mm. a lot of single target removal. There's been a lot of single target removal in these pre-cards. Yes. Which so kind of nice. Yeah, it is nice. Like, we like having that removal, and for what it's worth, the single target removal isn't always the greatest, and it can be a little bit narrow, so it's good to have a lot of them to mm-hmm. be able to shore up any type of weaknesses that the deck might have, whatever it needs to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, board wipes, we have four. Wow. Which honestly is higher. That's than a, that most. is high. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm down. I like it. Uh, it Mander wants things to die. <laughs> it, it's also higher than a lot of the other precons in yes. this group out of the five. Four, four is high. But it makes sense when you've got like all of these tokens that are you built up on the side that are just sort of chilling. Yeah. And then you can board wipe and be like, oh, they're all boys. And you don't <laughs> now have we flip boys. Them over. <laughs> Where'd your boys go? Yeah. yeah so <laughs> understandable in the deck. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then lands, 38s. Uh, probably like one or two higher than I'd like, but mm-hmm. seems fine. 38 is a great place to yeah. start. Once you figure out like how much ramp you actually want in the deck yes. and how easy it is to find lands in the deck, uh, 38 is often where I start and then we'll replace a couple with modal spells yes. or something. As Oftentimes you start there and then we'll like cut a couple down to like 37 or 36, mm-hmm. at least in my experience. All right, we're going to talk about the more specific deck stats, so about like what the cards do as re- in relation to Brimaz and Moira and Tashar. Yeah, so Brimaz cares about Phyrexian mm-hmm. creatures and artifact creatures mm-hmm. both being cast. Right. So of the Phyrexian artifact creatures in the deck, there's 26. Plenty. Which is a lot. So that's about right. <laughs> that's, we, that's good. We often talk about how 25 is what you want to hit if your deck is built around yes. something happening. Yes, so that's probably between 25 and 30 is mm-hmm. exactly where you want to be. And so 26 is exactly in that ballpark. So right on good to see. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, creature tokens. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have eight things that make creature tokens. Many of them which, that make Phyrexian creature tokens. Phyrexian creature tokens, which right. does matter for the second ability mm-hmm. for Brimaz. Obviously, doesn't always count for the first ability because you have to cast things. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. lots of creature tokens. Mm-hmm. Uh, recursion. We have eight pieces of recursion, which is a little higher than I expected, uh, considering it feels like you want to be sacrificing tokens. Right. A lot. It's not a ton of reanimator stuff. I guess if you're building more around Moira and Tashar, that much recursion makes sense for the plan. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, Brimaz is a little less worried about the graveyard. Yeah. But white, black, you just will probably have some recursion in those colors no matter what. Anyway, so not surprising to see. Hard to avoid it. Yeah. And then things that deal with counters outside of the incubate tokens... Only three. That's an interesting interesting (laughs) thing about this deck is the commander, the face commander says proliferate. It says proliferate on on the text, on the bottom part of the text. Whenever a Phyrexian creature you control dies, proliferate. And there's a number of incubate cards. Yeah. Not as many as you'd think. 
But like, it feels like if you have proliferate, you really want to build around like a synergy with counters. Yeah. And it really doesn't, At doesn't least show something. up here <laughs> other than, other than obviously the incubate tokens on Brima's yeah. himself. So, strangely a little low. A little low. I yeah. Find. Yeah. For sure. So a lot of the times when we pick up these precons, they're, they give you these two options for the commander of the deck. You could either play with Brima's Blight of Oreskos, the face commander, or mm-hmm. you could switch out Moira and Tashar if you'd like. But often the deck sort of suggests one commander over the other, or yeah. one commander is sort of baldly more powerful than yeah. the other. Is that the case with this one? Which commander would you put in the command zone? Um, it's a little bit tricky because both of the commanders are reasonably complicated. Mm-hmm. Like Brimaz says, it wants artifact creatures. It wants Phyrexians. It wants things to die. It wants things that deal with counters. Like there's so much crossover synergy that has mm-hmm. to be built into the deck for this thing to work. Um, but also the other face commander has like kind of a completely different plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is also pretty powerful, but at least when I was taking a look at the deck list, it feels like that plan is not nearly as well supported. I agree. Yeah. Um, Brima's, it, it really feels like it's built her into these Phyrexian theme and yeah. these incubate tokens. And while Moira and Tishar are cool, they don't seem to synergize as much. Yeah. Cause there's, nine. there's a lot of Phyrexians in the sets. Yeah. Uh, uh, in this uh, precon. Mm-hmm. And it feels like the only reason that those are there is because of Brimaz. And you probably don't want most of those there if you're going with Moira and Tishar. Right. Yeah. So I think just the way that the deck is constructed, Brimaz is pretty much the only choice that we can go with if we're only swapping out 10 cards. I feel like the deck is going to have to need a much more like big overhaul in order to be able to make Moira and Tashar work, which sure. it, it could work very easily. And it's a very cool commander. I like it a lot. Yeah. I just don't think that out of the box, it's a great fit. I agree. All right. Well, we're going to talk about the budget upgrade in a little bit. But first, we're going to talk about the value that comes in the product itself. We're going to talk about the value of the reprints specifically. Obviously, we don't know the value of the new cards yet. Those haven't settled. Um, But we're so we're talking about the 65 reprints in the box and the total value of them. So I will provide the drum roll if you'll provide the total reprint value. Of course. Total reprint value is... $85.45. $85.45. Ooh. Wah, wah. Um, that's, it's, that's quite, low. That's quite low. It's pretty low. So if we compare it to precons of the past, uh, it, the recent past anyway, yeah. uh, we've seen a general trend of the more recent precons uh, being a little bit higher than that. So in Commander 2019, it was the average reprint value was around $80, so closer to what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. But then in uh, the 2021 Forgotten Realms, Precons were around 115, so significantly more. Neon Dynasty was the lowest, uh, with only $73 as the average reprint value. But then Baldur's Gate was up to 104. Brothers War was 95. All Will Be One averaged about $101. So 85 is lower than what we typically want for this kind of product. It's not the lowest of the low, but honestly, I would have liked to see above 90 Mm -hmm. per se. That, That would have been nice, would have been ideal. Uh, yeah, I think when it when it gets to the 90s, we're like perfectly comfortable and yeah. happy with the value of it. Um, we should mention that this value is not is the value of the box before these cards have been announced. Yeah. So it tends to the price te- does tend to go down once the reprints are announced as with 
all reprints. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this is, we're comparing the prices before the precons are actually announced, but they're all compared at roughly the same time. Yes. Uh, So this is $85 now, but will likely be worth a little bit less in the reprint category even after. For sure, which is good. We we like it when Wizards prints more cards and gets more reprints out there. People Mm -hmm. can afford cards. It's great. Yeah, it's um, and there there are some reprints in here that we need to just keep seeing be yes. reprinted. So we're gonna go through the notable reprints in this deck. This is all cards worth more than two dollars. Uh, these are the ones that like feel like you're getting a little bit of value out of them, and we're gonna separate them into cards that are five dollars and more, and then cards that are between two and five dollars. Yeah. So Rachel, you want to know how many cards that are five dollars or above in this deck? How many more? One. Oh boy. <laughs> There's one. It is Ancient Stone Idol. Oh, Ancient Stone Idol. <laughs> First How of are all, you above five dollars. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even realize that this card was above five dollars because it's a pretty niche card. Doesn't see a ton of play. Yeah, it, I mean it's very popular, it, and it often gets printed in precons. Yeah, it's uh, well, it hasn't really seen much printing beyond like it was what C eighteen was when it was. I oh, guess yeah, that's the, la- is that the yeah. last time it was printed. Yeah, I think that was when it was initially the one printed. printing. Okay. I think it's well, got that, just that the one printing. Sense. Well, Ancient Stone Idol is sitting at seven dollars right now. Um, I guess good to see that price come down yeah. for the Ancient Stone Idol. Hopefully, fans. it'll crash to like two or something. I do like Ancient Stone Idol. It's cool. Uh, uh, fun. Yeah, it, it's definitely it definitely has its place. I don't. It's a little strange in this deck. I guess if you cast a big like a ten mana spell, you get a ten. 10 incubate token yeah i think they were just looking at big artifact creatures yeah that, that could go in sense. the deck and ancient stone idol was an option that is so an option. and it goes all right well that was a quick category we're gonna go into the two dollars <laughs> to five dollars section this one's a little bigger yes so between two dollars and five dollars there are 13 cards which okay. better than one yeah we like that a lot more mm-hmm. um so we're gonna rapid fire off a few things um yeah so we've got fetid heath at $4.50. Yes, that is the Filterlands from Shadow Moor. Yeah, a good reprint. We don't want these to be expensive. Exactly. Uh, we got Massacre Worm at $4. Nice that Massacre Worm is only $4. I know, the M21 printing, I think, just like completely just crushed it. The and best. I love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, Phyrexian Triniforms, about $4. Mm-hmm. Quarn's Bastion uh, is about $4 or so. That's yep. the Proliferate the one. Land. Um, the Aether Flues, that's one of the Plane Chase cards. Yeah, we didn't we didn't mention, but this deck, yeah. is, all of these precons include 10 Plane Chase cards, five new ones, five reprints. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we don't include them when we're talking about how the deck works or the functionality of the deck because they're sort of a separate entity. But we do include them when we're talking about the overall value of the deck because they do have monetary value, yeah. uh, including Aether Flues, which is about $3. Yeah, it's true. If you haven't played with Plane Chase, um, this is a good way to get into it and at the very least try it. Yeah. And... I mean, some of these planes being about three or four dollars or something, and your planer deck needs to be like what thirty, forty cards or something mm-hmm. like that. So seeing a lot of these get reprinted, uh, I think is very, very beneficial. Nice. Very yeah. nice. Uh, Undercity Reaches, which is another plane from Plane Chase, also mm-hmm. is a, sitting around three dollars. Hopefully, this brings it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nettlesist is around three dollars. It's a great win, Connor, in an artifact deck. Yeah, not too shabby. Uh, Phyrexian Scriptures is two seventy-five. That's the Saga board wipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like that card. Very fun. Soul of New Phyrexia is two fifty. Surprise! This is Can't up to believe it's above a dollar. <laughs> yeah, that's 
It's been a while since it's been printed, I it's guess. not a good card. Um, Knight's Whisper mm-hmm. is 250. That's a great one. We yeah. love seeing lots of Knight's Whisper. Bring it down. Great in most commander decks that run black. This is the kind of reprint that we really just need to see regularly to keep that price around 250 yes. because it shows up in so many decks. It's like your Swords to Plowshare is Path yes. to Exile. A Knight's Whisper is in that category. Just print it to the ground. Make it a dollar, dollar yep. fifty. Make sure that every deck can have access to it. Mm-hmm. Makes deck building a heck of a lot easier. Yep. Um, Panopticon. Another plane, mm-hmm. uh, also sitting around two twenty-five. Uh, so good to see that reprinted. Soaring, still two dollars and twenty-five cents. Still above two dollars, kicking. <laughs> I can't believe Soaring's still above two dollars. How many Soarings do you think are in this house? So many, <laughs> so many. I mean, how many Soarings do you think are just in your house? Oh my god! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like every commander player has so many Soarings, and yet still holds that price. Goes in almost every day. Yep. So good to see it once again. Yeah. And then Fire. Phyrexian Delver is about $2. Uh, that's the five mana reanimated creature. Reanimated creature. Right, I like Phyrexian Delver a lot. It's nice to see it show up in a pre-con. Um, but yeah, uh, $2. So there's 13 cards between $2 and $5. Three of them are plain chase cards, which is a little disappointing. Obviously, the $85 uh, overall value is a little frustrating. Yeah, but. I think the 2 to $5 uh, value is pretty good. But mm. yeah, the stuff above $5, I would have liked to see one or two more. It's always nice to have one. Give me, give us like one card that's fifteen dollars. Yeah, you know, just something one that's above solid, ten to be like, yeah. oh yeah, of course that needed a reprint. Thank you, Commander Deck, yeah. for reprinting um, this. Nothing ridiculous. We're not asking for a lot. Ancient Stone, <laughs> Ancient idol. Stone Idol, bring that price down, please. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna talk about. I want to talk about the best cards in the deck. As is right now. Yes. So we're going to talk about like the cards that if they're in your hand, you're like the the deck is kicking. I got everything I need to make sure that uh, the engine's turning. Yeah. So uh, the all stars when I was playtesting the deck mm. was uh, first up filigree vector. A new card. A new card. Three and a white artifact creature Phyrexian construct. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, put a plus one, plus one counter on each of any number of target creatures and a charge counter of each of any of number of target artifacts. And you can pay one and tap to sacrifice another creature. Proliferate. It is okay. only a one, one. Mm-hmm. It's a four mana one, one, but it is a four mana one, one that does a lot. It does. And it really meshes with Brimaz's counter synergy. It's exactly. one of the few cards in the deck that does. Yeah. If you are running Brimaz as a commander, this card basically just has to be in there. Yeah. <laughs> like there ain't no way you're cutting this card mm-hmm. uh, because it is now putting one, one counters on your entire board, mm-hmm. whether they be the incubate tokens, regular Phyrexian creatures, whatever that might be, right. they get one, one counters and then you can start proliferating those counters. Mm-hmm. Um, the charge counters is a little bit strange because I was looking through the deck and there's nothing that, adds charge counters there's nothing that cares about charge counters it's so bizarre you would think that there would be more there's proliferate on the commander just a couple things and they made a new card it feels like there was some last minute swaps or something like that but i uh, something like that or they put it on there to make it just fit with in other decks a little bit better yeah for sure yeah it's better that it has it i suppose yeah yeah like, i'm glad it, it includes it. Better. it's just strange that it doesn't have any synergy with the deck it was designed yeah. to be in. and then be able to sacrifice uh any additional artifacts to proliferate again proliferating is already good considering you just put a one one counter mm-hmm. on every single one of your creatures and you can sacrifice any incubate tokens that have not been flipped over any like low uh, something that has like not too many counters on it. So you can just like start sacrificing those right. and then start getting the counters going up really fast. You really want sack outlets in the yes. deck if you've got Brimaz and the command zone. So it, this card does it all. Yeah, because again with Brimaz, it's an end step trigger on 
each person's end step mm -hmm. in order to proliferate. And it's a little bit strange and a little bit awkward uh, if you can't do that at instant speed. Mm -hmm. So being able to have a thing die on your turn and then have a sack outlets to have something die on somebody else's turn can just help you maximize that value. For sure. Plus, it proliferates, so then you proliferate twice. Ooh. Ooh, it's so good. Love this card. <laughs> uh, yeah, so complete all-star. Yep. Um, next one is Dark Steel Splicer. Ooh. This one's more expensive. Big splicer. Six and a white for a 1-1. One, one. I love these expensive 1-1s. One, <laughs> <laughs> Seven mana 1-1. One, one. We love a splicer. We love them. Uh, it's a creature Phyrexian <laughs> artifact. Whenever it or another non-token Phyrexian enters the battlefield under your control, create X-3-3 Phyrexian Golem Artifact Creature Tokens, where X is the number of opponents you have. And Golems you control have Indestructible. This is crazy. I mean, it's seven mana. It better be. Yeah. But whenever it or another Phyrexian, non-token Phyrexian, enters the battlefield... You make up to three golems? Yeah, so base level, when this thing comes in, uh, assuming no one's died yet, right. um, you get three, three, three golems. Four bodies for seven mana. Yeah, four bodies and for seven three mana. three of them are indestructible. Yeah. Also, they are artifacts, very easy to sacrifice. Like, mm -hmm. the deck just loves having artifacts. And then whenever you cast another Phyrexian, then you do it again. It's crazy. <laughs> and it's not once per turn. You just keep casting Phyrexians, keep making tons of golems. Like, this thing gets out of hand real fast. And there and are a ton of Phyrexians in this deck. Yes, this is a very real finisher in this deck uh, just because of the sheer amount of Phyrexians and, like, artifact synergies that just exist in it. Yeah. So I love this card. It's cool. really good. I am excited to see the rest of the synergies in the deck. We are going to get into the budget upgrade guide very soon. But first, we're going to see a few words from our sponsors. Don't go away. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. 
and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back. We're talking about the growing threat precon from March of the Machine. It's the white black incubate tokens precon. Uh, and we are going to get into the meat and potatoes. We're going to add 10 cards to this deck to get it in tip top shape. And we're only going to do spend $10 to do it. So 10 cards in $10. And then we'll tell you the 10 cards that should come out of the deck just to keep that synergy as tight as possible. Yeah. Uh, and Murph did this upgrade. So I am excited to hear about what cards are going into this deck. Yeah. So the deck just kind of plays out of the box a little bit clunky. Yeah. Um, the commander wants you to do a lot. Yeah. It's just pulling so many different directions and it could very easily, you could build the commander only pulling in one direction, mm. but because the deck itself is pulling in so many different directions, I feel like let's just keep it that way, but let's focus it a little bit tighter. Right. I think with our ads, uh, because I think we have this a little bit later on, but the biggest issue with the deck straight off the bat is uh, it has... 15 cards in it that are six mana value or more oh my god that's a lot it's so and i and you see what they're doing because yes. they're like the higher cmc the bigger your incubate tokens yes but the problem is the incubate tokens don't really have trample they don't really have evasion they're just sort of big boys yeah big dumb stuff and so making them a six six versus a four four just really isn't a huge difference yeah it's just yeah it does it, not matter that much right and it really harms the curve yeah and because of that, like, the commander wants you to cast what it feels like lots of Phyrexians and lots mm -hmm. of artifact creatures instead of just a couple big ones. Mm -hmm. um, so I felt like going into it, that was the biggest, like, problem with it mm -hmm. is that it just has too much stuff on the high end, not enough stuff on the low end. Um, and I love high end cards. I like casual commander, yeah. but man, oh man, is this deck clunky. <laughs> yeah. It really feels like you need to add in a lot of redundancy on the things that you need to make this work. So we're adding sack outlets. We're adding card draw. We're adding like just cheaper Phyrexians to, to smooth out the operations of this deck, which really yeah. does want things to happen in a very specific order. Yeah. So let's talk about s some of the cards that I added to the deck mm -hmm. um so first up is chronomancer oh um this is a card from the warhammer decks yeah it's uh, go, go ahead and read it let me read it uh chronomancer is a one in a black for an artifact creature necron wizard he's a one one with flying he has an activated ability that says one tap sacrifice another artifact draw a card unearth two and a black 
this card does it all. Yeah. So what you're really looking for with this commander is as much overlap with the synergies as you can possibly get. Mm. So it, this card is good because it's an artifact creature. Mm -hmm. So it triggers. Triggers it. your commander. Um, it is not a Phyrexian, unfortunately, so you don't get that trigger when it dies. But it provides a really, really good way to be able to use your artifacts, incubator tokens that are just kind of sitting around that you don't really want to flip over or anything mm -hmm. and just try to get some more cards. And as it is, the deck only has like six pieces of card draw anyway. Repeatable card draw is huge. Exactly. And Chronomancer, like if it sticks on the board, it'll just keep your deck going. It'll keep you churning through cards, mm. give you a use for all those incubate tokens and just keep the deck firing on all cylinders, which a lot of cards that are currently in the deck don't really do. Yeah. I think this is a great ad. Yeah. Um, so moving on on the... Uh, oh, also, oh. Chronomancer is only 25 cents. 25 cents. Oh, worth every quarter. Worth every quarter. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> you could get a foil if you really wanted to splurge. <laughs> but we're doing hyper budgets today. Yeah, I love it. Uh, next up, uh, we're all still looking for more sacrifice outlets. This one is a little bit of a different flavor. Uh, this one is Spawning Pit. Yeah, this is a two-mana artifact that says sacrifice a creature, put a charge counter on Spawning Pit. Oh, I'm pleased to put ding, those ding, ding, charge ding, ding, counters. Ding, ding, charge counters. Look at you. Yeah. And then it says, one, remove two charge counters from Spawning Pit, put a 2-2 two -two colorless spawn artifact creature token onto the battlefield. Yeah, so as mentioned earlier, you do want like ways to be able to sacrifice your creatures mm -hmm. so that those Phyrexians can die. So if you sacrifice a creature on your turn and then on an opponent's turn and the next opponent's turn you're making sure that you're maximizing those proliferate triggers right. if that is what you really need and spawning pits is really self-fulfilling in that regard because yeah. when a creature dies that you have sacrificed to the spawning pit you put a charge counter on it then you go to end step proliferate that charge counter mm -hmm. and so then you can remove uh, both of those charge counters get a 2-2 artifact again unfortunately not a phyrexian but your deck does care about artifacts mm -hmm. and just having lots of tokens on the battlefield is very, very, very helpful. Yeah, Spawning Pit is great. It's a very powerful card. It's also going to be one of the best sack outlets in the deck because it yeah. doesn't tap. Uh, you can sacrifice on each turn and get those proliferate triggers as many times as possible. Plus, yeah. it's only $2.50. And, yeah. and this is one of those things where it would be very easy to say, well, what if I just tried to put an Astronaut's Altar in this slot? Mm -hmm. What if I just tried to put a Phyrexian Altar in this slot? Altar of Dementia. Yeah. Uh, I think it's very, very important that when you're building your deck, that you try to find the things that have as much overlap as possible right. with what your deck is trying to do. This gives you counters. It gives you artifact creatures. Yes. It gives you a free sack outlet. That is a huge list. Yeah. And while Ashton's Altar is probably good because you yes. can use the two mana to flip your spawns over. Yes. Spawning Pit has a ton of synergy. Flip your Phyrexians over. Excuse me. Yep. Uh, Spawning Pit has a ton of synergy and you can save yourself like five, six bucks. Exactly. Mm -hmm. All uh, right. Next up, another sack outlet. Costly Plunder. It's one in a black instance. As an additional cost to cast it, sacrifice either an artifact or a creature, and you draw two cards. Nice. Uh, now, this is basically just a worse Deadly Dispute. Mm -hmm. I understand that. But the Deadly Dispute is still like 2 3 $4 or something like that. Um, so it's not quite hyper budget uh, yeah. that we were looking for. And Costly Plunder is only 25 cents. Only 25 cents. Um, if you were to change more than 10 cards, uh, I feel like you would probably want a few more of these types of effects. Mm -hmm. Again, because those artifacts, those incubator tokens are just going to be lying around mm -hmm. doing absolutely nothing. Um, it keeps the card flow coming and you can leave up two mana presenting that you're going to flip an incubate token, mm -hmm. but instead just sacrifice an incubate token with this card. So then you can stave off any sort of attackers don't actually have any creatures on the board mm -hmm. and then sacrifice gets some value. So I really, really like this card in the deck. 
threatening to chump is so strong yes. where you're like you, you just don't and people are like if you're gonna chump then i'll just send it somewhere else yeah. it's like having a weird ghostly prison where yeah. you're like i have a one one and i don't care about him yeah the deck is probably just going to want to leave two mana up once you start to have a couple of those incubator sure. tokens out on the battlefields uh so then you can start doing tricky things yeah it's like a morph deck where you're like all right i have a couple morphs out there i'm just gonna leave some mana up and then mm-hmm. nobody wants to attack into you yeah so i i like this this idea especially if you're proliferating that many times they have no idea how how big it's going to be exactly so having a couple of instant speed two mana or one mana things is going to go a long way because it makes sure you're always using your mana efficiently yeah once again just does everything that the deck really wants to all right uh the next section we're adding some ramp to help uh get this curve sorted out yeah so the deck really wants first of all lots of two mana ramp because the commander is a four mana commander when you have a four mana commander you really don't want your ramp to be on three you want it to be on two so that you can get your commander out on turn three right uh so there's a few things in here that will hopefully allow you to get there um first up scholar of new horizons i love this card i love this card so this is a two mana creature uh, it enters the battlefield with a 1-1 counter on it. It's a 1-1. Uh, you can tap, remove a counter from a permanent you control, any permanence. Search your library for a planes card and reveal it. If an opponent controls more lands than you, you may put it onto the battlefield tapped. If you don't, just put it into your hand instead. This is great. Yes. This card does everything you want it to do. Yeah. Uh, because uh, it has a 1-1 counter on it already. So worst comes to worst, you have nothing on the board. You can at the very least go get a planes with it. Mm. Uh, but... What's more likely to happen is that, again, you're going to have some incubator tokens just lying around with two, three counters on them. And you don't really want to pay two mana to flip the three, three. It doesn't help you that much. Mm. So why not instead just use this, the Scholar of New Horizons, and just remove a counter from every turn to ramp? Yeah. I mean, yeah, either ramp or just draw. Like, if you're drawing a planes, it's still drawing a card. Especially in a pre-con environment, I found... It's very, very important for you to be able to hit your land drops. For sure. Yeah. Um, actually, that's just the case in Commander in general. Please yeah. hit your land drops, everybody. It's um, so important. Yeah. but it's Ramp very... means nothing <laughs> if you don't hit your land drops. It's very, very valuable because it makes sure that you can get to that long game, that you are mm-hmm. still competitive in that long game. So it ramps you early, makes sure that you're hitting your land drops late. Like no matter where this card is played, it's really, really good. Yeah. Especially in a deck like this with so many activated abilities, yeah. you have places to put that mana. So having mana is is just going to be valuable yeah. at any point in the yeah. game. Yeah, you just want mana. You want to cast all your big stuff. You want to use the two mana to flip over some stuff. Very, very good. Mm. Next up, we have Mirror Convert. Uh this one is 25 cents uh, from... Oh, yeah. Uh, it's Color of New, Hi- New Horizons. Only 75 cents. Yes. And these are all like, kind of recent cards. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, yeah, it's two mana. Artifact Creature, Phyrexian Mirror. It has Toxic 1, and you can tap Pay 2 Life to add a mana of any color. Nice. Yeah. So... It's Phyrexian. Yep. It was an Artifact Creature. Yep. And it has for mana. Yep. Also, if you can chip in for one toxic damage, mm-hmm. that proliferate is going to go a long way. Mm-hmm. You're going to be proliferating a lot in this deck no matter what. Mm-hmm. And if you can get toxic one just a couple times in on one person or on a couple of people, then suddenly that's a clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's a clock that you don't want, but in that case, just use it for mana. It's fine. Uh, this guy's just a jack of all trades for being <laughs> able to do what you want. Trades. A mirror of all trades. <laughs> and once again, uh, I feel like it's very easy to look and say, hmm, this deck needs more two mana ramp. Let's put in a Felwar stone. Right. 
well, what if you put in a card that actually does what your commander wants to do? <laughs> right. It's a Phyrexian. It'll trigger yes. it when it comes in. It'll trigger it when it dies. Yes. It, it does a lot of work that Felborstone just yep. can't do. Cares about all your artifact synergies. Cares about all the Phyrexian synergies. Or artifact and, creatures. Yeah, synergies. artifact creature synergies. And just having cheap artifact creatures or cheap Phyrexians that you can cast once your commander's in play. Just chain a few of those things together. Get some incubate tokens on the battlefield. Is very powerful and something that the deck struggles to do a little bit out of the box. Especially when you're working on a budget, I think synergy is so important yes. um, because if you can't like buy the best cards mm -hmm. with the value that you want to put into a deck like this, you can buy cards that work really well together. I think that's the fun part about budget mm -hmm. is that you have to shore up your weaknesses, not through just buying the best cards, but by constructing the best synergy. Yeah, very cool. All right, this next one is great. They keep reprinting it, and thank goodness they do. Yeah. It's Inspiring Statuary. Inspiring Statuary. This is only 50 cents. 50 cents! I thought that this was more expensive. I had this card in the back of my mind. And I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. eh, it's like five bucks or something. There ain't no way it's going to fit in the budget of yeah. $10 or something. But no, it's 50 cents. It's awesome. It's great. Inspiring Statuary is a three-mana artifact that says non-artifact spells you cast have improvise, which means you can tap artifacts to cast non-artifact spells yeah basically yeah which is sweet <laughs> like then you're putting all these incubate tokens to work yeah exactly so i think that this card really really shines because it specifically cares about non-artifact spells that you're casting mm -hmm. and this deck does have a lot of non-artifact spells it has a lot of creatures that are just phyrexians mm -hmm. it has not a ton but decent amounts of like instants and sorceries so there's plenty of stuff in this deck that is going to be not artifacts and yet you're still making all these artifact tokens with brimaz Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that so this card, if you can land it, it's probably going to be one of the best cards in the deck. Yeah. It also leaves your mana open to use those activated abilities. Exactly. So you can just leave those incubator tokens up and then you can flip some over with those, use some activated abilities, whatever you need to do. Yeah. Uh, just try to present some trickiness on the board. And again, hopefully then you won't get attacked as much. <laughs> This next one really should have been in the deck. <laughs> yeah. It's Everflowing Chalice. Where are you? It's zero mana. Yes. But it has multi-kicker too. Mm -hmm. um, and it enters the battlefield with a charge counter on it for each time it was kicked. Add a colorless for each charge counter on Everflowing Chalice. So, yeah. yeah. So two mana, it taps for one colorless. Uh, four mana, it taps for two colorless mm -hmm. and has two charge counters on it. But if you keep proliferating those charge counters, it taps for more and more and more mana every turn. Yeah. So oftentimes Everflowing Chalice is played with just one charge counter on it, especially if it's early. Yeah. Um, and then it's just a two mana rock, taps for one, and that's great. That's definitely playable. Uh, and again, being able to get your commander out on turn three mm -hmm. is very, very, very helpful in this deck. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, being able to proliferate those charge counters actually give you something to do with that proliferation. And not to mention, there was that other card that puts charge puts counters charge on counters things. On. <laughs> There's nothing in the deck that deals with it. So we just put <laughs> we just put a card in there that deals with charge counters. Pretty it's great. Pretty it's good. Dollar twenty five for ever flowing chalice. Worth the pickup for this deck for sure. Absolutely. All right. Uh, next up is this is a little bit of a different category. Uh, those were mostly just like kind of ramp cards mm -hmm. because we need to fill out the ramp. Now, this is where we get to the fun stuff. Yeah. Fun stuff. The Phyrexian. The fun Rexians. Fun Rexians. <laughs> <laughs> Known for how fun they are, the Phyrexians. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a little Phyrexian fodder. Yeah. A little, like, little, little of Phyrexians. Yeah. So, first up is an interesting one it's Phyrexian Walker. It is a zero mana, zero three artifact creature, but it's a Phyrexian. 
Interesting. Yeah. So you don't, you make an incubate token, but it has no countersign. Correct. So you this do incub- make the token. Yeah. So the incubate token definitely does not want to be flipped over because it'll immediately die. Yeah. That being said, we've already talked about many, many different ways that you can use those artifacts. Sack tokens. artifacts. Tap it for mana. Exactly. Yes. So being able to have this, that is a Phyrexian and an artifact, because again, when this thing dies, it will trigger your commander and you can proliferate. Mm-hmm. So it does everything that you want for absolutely no mana. Yeah, and very slick. Yeah, it's also very good. And because I was looking through the deck and scrap trawlers in this deck. Ooh. So Phyrexian Walker, obviously you still can't get it back if the tokens, the artifact tokens die. But basically right. any other artifact dies and you have a scrap trawler out, you can get this Phyrexian Walker out. Mm-hmm. And there's so many sacrifice outlets that are already in the deck slash that we just put in the deck. Um, that's put in a lot of work. Yeah. That's going to put in a lot of work if you get out with scrap trawler and will definitely be an all-star. This is one of the more expensive cards in the budget, which I think is really funny. It's two bucks. (laughs) It's two dollars for Phyrexian Walker. It's from like visions. Two (laughs) dollars, zero mana. Zero mana. (laughs) This would have been a great place to reprint Phyrexian Walker. I know. Wizards. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it's just a ton of fun to reuse over and over. We've got a couple of new cards on here. Yeah. So Might Overseer. So this is three and a white. It's a Phyrexian. Uh, it's got first strike. As long as it's your turn, creature tokens you control get plus one plus zero and have first strike. And you can pay three and a Phyrexian white mana to create a one one colorless Phyrexian might artifact creature token with toxic one. And this creature can't block. Uh, and this creature is a four two. Mm-hmm. So this is one that I haven't really seen much of. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's from a pretty recent sets from All Will Be One. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reason that I think it shines is again, it is a Phyrexian. So just having that overlap with any of your finishers slash engine pieces is really, really good. Uh, yeah. Triggers your commander. This does a lot. I mean, yeah. well, you can, it's four mana. It comes down. It's Phyrexian. Triggers your commander. Then it gives your incubate tokens first strike, which mm-hmm. is a nightmare. Nobody wants to block of like a four four first strike. Exactly. With a real card. Yeah. Uh, and then it has an ability that makes Phyrexian tokens mm-hmm. and it doesn't tap. Yeah. And it's Phyrexian artifact creature tokens. So I feel like a, a broken record here, <laughs> but your deck wants to have Phyrexians die. It yeah. has like artifact sack outlets and everything, and they have toxic one. So if any of them connect, then you're starting on that proliferate train with trying to proliferate the toxic, the poison counters. Yeah. Just um, a hint of toxic. Yeah, so this deck, uh, this card, excuse me, gives the deck a lot more punching power than it usually has. Um, And I think the deck is wanting for a little bit of that. So I really like this as an include. I like this a lot. This next one is a good include as well. Yeah. It's Annex Sentry. Annex? Annex, yeah. Annex. Yeah, Annex. I think you're right, yeah. A-N-N-E-X Sentry. (laughs) Two and a white for an artifact creature, Phyrexian Cleric. A strange combo uh, is a one four with toxic one. And when it enters the battlefield, exile target artifact or creature and opponent controls with mana value three or less until annex sentry leaves the battlefield. Yeah. So once again, artifact Phyrexian, but it's also removal, mm-hmm. which is very important. Um, yeah, there's some removal in this deck, uh, a decent amount of target to removal, but I just really like the value that this one adds. Mm-hmm. Um, it might not be the greatest card in most decks, but I think just being a cheap Phyrexian and an artifact that can remove something, even if temporarily, mm-hmm. is really, really powerful. Heck, even just getting rid of somebody's soul ring for the first few turns so they don't overdevelop really, really fast. That's that's not nothing. A great use of this yeah. card, I think. And, and I think everybody's like, well, they get it back when it leaves the battlefield. Yeah. It's like, that's 
that's okay if you hit it early or yes. if you hit it at the right moments. Like getting rid of like a soul ring early game is extremely important. Getting rid of mana dorks, like these early ramp pieces that can explode somebody out of the gate, or even just like a sword of the animist or a shadow yeah. spear at the wrong time, where it's like I you can't gain all that life. I'm just gonna clip shadow spear for a couple of attacks. Yeah, get rid of um, that sword of feast and famine. Yeah, it goes a long way, even if it's just for a turn or two. Yeah. And again, it's got toxic one. So there's always the possibility of you just get a bit of chip damage in on somebody and you get the poison train going again. Mm -hmm. So once again, really, really like it. just fits in with what the deck's trying to do quite a bit. These are some very fun ads, Murph, and they come in right under budget. It's $9.50 to get your deck a little bit more honed in. It's going to feel a little bit smoother uh, and you're not going to be fighting this curve in the box yeah. quite so much. Now we are doing a tighter budget than normal, which means we don't have room for all of the cards. And we've got a couple of honorable mentions who either didn't fit into the budget or were just not quite worth the amount of the budget that they took up. Yeah. So first up is Mondrek, Glory Dominus. Ugh, this uh, deck would die for a um, yeah. Mondrak. Uh, it is $35, so it's a bit of a splurge, but is great. Yeah, the only reason that I bring it up is because it is from the most recent set. Yeah. So it is a lot more likely that you just have this card lying around from a draft from some boxes right. that you opened. Um, and if you do have that, go ahead and throw it in here because it is absolutely ludicrous. You double the tokens. It's a Phyrexian. Oh, it's, and it's so a sack good. outlet. It's a sack outlet. So good. Oh, does everything she the deck would want. indestructible <laughs> counter on. You could proliferate the indestructible counter. Go exactly. nuts. Yeah. Deck doesn't absolutely need it in order to function, but it's a would be nice to have if you got it. Type yeah. Of card. For sure. Uh, yeah. Next up is resourceful defense. This is the one that I was trying to get to fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's $7.50. Yeah. It's two and a white for an enchantment. Whatever permanent you control leaves the battlefield. If it had counters on it, put those counters on target permanent you control. And you can mm-hmm. pay four and a white to move any number of counters from one permanent to another. So, yeah, it's like an Ozolith for non-creature permanence, Which basically. is exactly what this deck cares about. Right. Because most of your plus one, plus one counters are just going to be stuck on those incubate tokens that you have not flipped over. Because right. two mana, it's a little bit of a steep investment. If you have three on the battlefield, that's six mana you got to invest just mm-hmm. to flip them into creatures. But if you sacrifice them and they have a couple counters on them, you can put them on a creature, you can put them on another incubate token, you could put it on a flyer and then start proliferating there. Yeah. So if you're going slightly beyond the $10 budgets, if you're going to like 15, 20, mm-hmm. uh, this would definitely be uh, what I would recommend yeah, fitting in the deck upgrade. because it's very, very good. <laughs> this next one is all the things your deck wants as well. It's Door of Destinies. It's a four mana artifact. As Door of Destinies enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Phyrexian. <laughs> hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Whenever you cast a spell of the chosen type, Phyrexian, <laughs> put a charge counter on door of destinies creatures you control of the chosen type get plus one plus one for each charge counter on door of destinies yeah so this gives the deck a heck of a lot more punching power yeah it's got that charge counter that can be proliferated you mm-hmm. are playing a lot of phyrexians uh um, it's artifact itself so you have a it's lot an, of yeah. artifacts energies exactly so i think that this card again would probably make the list but this one's even more expensive at like 18 dollars 18 dollars been a long time since door of destiny see i would have really liked to see this in the deck like this would have been a great reprint a great reprint feels really good it's been a long time it's a nice tribal card clearly a tribal deck yeah it um a shame that we did we didn't get uh door of destinies in here yeah it's been a while but door of destinies you'll have your day someday that's someday 
I don't, yeah, 18 bucks is pretty steep for a Door of Destinies. That reprint has can't come any sooner. All right, well, we've added 10 cards to the deck, which means uh, the hardest thing in deck building. It's time to take 10 cards out. Oh, this was easy. 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 These cards are bad. With this sky-high curve... Uh, I imagine you went straight to the five and six drops. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> obviously we left some five and six and up drops in there. Yeah. We're only uh, taking 10 cards though. Yeah. But probably there, there were, there were too many and a lot of them were just not very good. Right. So they're not very good ones. Just instantly cut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so first up we have soul of new Phyrexia. Yeah. Uh, it's a six mana, six, six uh, artifact creature. It's a Phyrexian. Uh, it's been eroded to Phyrexian now. Uh, you can pay five to give your permanence indestructible, or you can pay five and exile it from your graveyard to give your stuff indestructible. Holding up five is so Rough. much mana. And you're it's, paying six mana for a six six with trample. That's just not good. It's just <laughs> not the rate that we expect for no. creatures anymore. Um, even even one like five, it's six, it's it's eleven to cast this and hold up board protection. Back when the souls came out, this wasn't even very good. Yeah, it's a it, it's a steep price to pay even for Phyrexian. Yeah, let's cut it. It's out of here. Um, this one's not a very expensive one as far as mana costs. Uh, yeah. It's Shimmer Mirror. Three mana for an artifact creature mirror. It's got flash. Uh, you may cast artifact spells as though they had flash. Uh, this one, I think, just had to get the axe because your deck is split pretty half and half between just Phyrexian creatures and artifacts. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were heavier an artifact deck, then I think Shimmer Mirror would definitely shine. I just don't think there's enough artifacts or justify having it in there. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's, it's just got to go. And I don't believe it's Phyrexian either. So you're not no. getting that death trigger. Yeah. Just really trying to make sure the deck is as focused as possible yeah. uh, with a, with this minor upgrade. Yeah. We just replaced it with better artifact creatures. Yeah. With I the con- mirror convert. Yeah, Mirror it's Convert, like straight up very, better. <laughs> it's just exactly what you want out of this deck. Yeah. All right, what's this next one? Next one is Psychosis Crawler. That's the five, five mana one, star, star, power and toughness, each equal to the number of cards in your hand, and when you draw a card, each opponent loses a life. So I think they put this in just because it's an artifact creature and a Phyrexian, but we also did not have to look far to find other artifact creatures that were Phyrexians that were just better. <laughs> that were uh, a, a closer synergy. Like yeah. for, for Psychosis Crawler sees plenty of play in Commander, but it's usually in decks that are drawing a ton of cards or are wheeling a lot yes. and can really take advantage of the damage that it does. And like we said, there's only six forces of card draw in this deck. Yeah. So it, it seems like a strange place for a Psychosis Crawler, even if it is a Phyrexian. Yeah, other than the types i don't think that the text of this card does enough to justify its inclusion yeah. like the one that we put in that was remove something that's three or less until mm-hmm. it leaves the battlefield yeah. and just feels the same role and the text is actually relevant yeah and it's cheaper <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah the five mana for a creature that doesn't really synergize yes yeah, pretty man all right, next next one. He's holding up the budget of the deck. He's also a <laughs> very weird. Get rid of him, ancient stone idol. <laughs> there you go. You can sell him. Get some of the budget of your deck back. Like we said, getting a ten mana uh, incubate token or ten ten incubate token just yeah. isn't great unless you can give it some kind of evasion or some kind of trample or like just make it a real threat that can't just be chumped. Yeah, so. I think ancient stone idols home is in something that's either makes tokens and can not proliferate uh, populate, populate those tokens because yeah. uh, it makes six twelves um a combat focus deck mm-hmm. um or maybe just a reanimator deck um sure. and this deck is not quite any of those 
Yeah, I and we went more in a Phyrexian direction than an artifact direction, yeah. which is how you could take Brimaz that way. But I don't, I don't even know if Ancient Stone Idol would make the cut there. Yeah, probably not. All right. Uh, this next one makes Phyrexian tokens. Yeah, it's Scythe Claw. This was another one of the reprints that was, I think it was like $3 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's five mana for an equipment. It's got living weapons, so it'll make a zero zero germ and attach itself to it. Equipped mm-hmm. creature gets plus one, plus one, and whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, that player loses half their life rounded up. I mean, it is scary if you can connect with it. Yeah, uh, I think the problem with this is that it just once again does not do enough that the deck wants it does make that phyrexian that can die but it's five mana and when you cast it you don't even incubate because yeah. it's an you need to cast an artifact creature or yeah a phyrexian it makes creature. a phyrexian token yeah it doesn't itself make the incubate token it just kind of feels bad and the deck is not very good at just getting small amounts of damage through it's not like trying to make stuff unblockable right i scythe claw is best when you can give it evasion so you can give it flying or unblockable yeah. or something like i run it in a temet deck which can give it unblockable yeah i think the last printing was in the rogues deck yeah which and makes I think a that's, lot that's more home, yeah. sense for it even if it does make you know a phyrexian germ i suppose yeah get it out of here all right next up first f- sphere gargantua yeah. Haven't seen this card in a while. It's a four black black creature, Phyrexian Horror. And when it enters the battlefield, you draw a card and lose a life. And it's got Unearth, two and a black. It's a six mana five four that draws a card? Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> I don't know that's, if anybody's noticed, but that's, that's bad. You do not want to be running rate. these types of cards in Commander. I think they just put it in here because they wanted a little bit of card draw and a big Phyrexian. Yeah. I guess. Uh, there's another card in here that is uh, four black black that when it enters the battlefield, you draw two cards and lose two life. Right. And it's I left... Phyrexian. And it's also a Phyrexian and I left that in. I mean, draw two cards, make an incubate token for five mana, for six mana. Yeah. Is a little closer to like six mana, make a and, six six yeah. almost creature and draw a card. And because... It, yeah, very replaceable. And because we left most of the reanimation in there, I think like that type of card mm-hmm. ends up being fine like if you have that as a reanimation target you're not upset about that right whereas this i think you probably are <laughs> feels it feels very very expensive feels real bad hand. and on if you unearth it you don't get you don't get the 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 incubate token because yeah. you didn't cast it yeah um in a, an easy cut for sure expensive yeah. um and then next up is orzov locket mm. why are they still putting lockets and things lockets are bad <laughs> especially with a form with a four mana commander the three mana rock just doesn't help your curve at all it's, yeah it's like one mana nothing two mana nothing three mana rock four mana commander your commander costs four mana yeah you and could cast it anyway if it was just a land if you want to cash in for cards it's four mana and tap again yeah. like we left the commander sphere in here but the cost of being able to cash that in for a card is very very low mm-hmm. you can just sit on it until somebody board wipes or until you're just like oh, i just need to start digging for things um, yeah. And you can cash that in. Whereas with this, four mana and tap, which is essentially five mana, yeah. is just really rough. Yeah, I, I think we've added enough card draw that we don't need to lock it in here. Yeah. Uh, next up is Shattered Angel. Mm-hmm. It's a three white white angel, Phyrexian, flying. Whatever land enters the battlefield under opponent's control, you may gain three life. This Whatever. Is again, <laughs> this is again another Phyrexian that, that the actual text of the Phyrexian doesn't really have any synergy with the deck other than just being a phyrexian yeah i think usually this goes in life gain decks yeah i think that's what's the 
budget upgrade that we did here does the best, which is mm -hmm. take out all the bad Phyrexians and put in good either artifact creatures or Phyrexians to compensate. Yeah, just synergistic Phyrexian. Much more synergistic, because this synergizes with absolutely nothing other than being a Phyrexian. Other than being a Phyrexian, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this next one's a fun card, but a little strange in the deck, I think. Yeah, I felt a little bad about cutting this, because I do like this card. It's a lot of fun, it's but a it, lot of it fun. goes in <laughs> it's coveted jewel. Yeah. This is a six mana artifact. When it enters the battlefield, you draw three cards. Then it says uh, and then it taps to add three mana of any color. So it's a gilded lotus, plus it draws three cards. And then it says, whenever one or more creatures an opponent controls attack you and aren't blocked, that player draws three cards and gains control of Coveted Jewel. Untap it. Yeah. So it's it's good in decks that can take it back, that run a lot of evasive creatures, yep. or that can sack and recur artifacts, yep. or that can, like... <laughs> Copy artifacts. To be fair, we can sack artifacts. We can't necessarily recur them right. very easily. So though, it would be, it's like six, it's like three mana draw three if you have a sack outlet. Yeah. Otherwise, you're sort of stuck with this big target on your head. Yeah. And it is fun to introduce this to the game. It's like the monarch where you just start like passing super the monarch, monarch around. Yeah, it's super monarch. We just keep passing it around. Everyone's drawing cards, having a good time. Mm -hmm. uh, I just think that's it. The deck is clunky enough as is, and I think that's this is not helping it at all. <laughs> yeah, ramping on turn six or ramping on turn five yeah, is, is a little slow. I think the deck just the needs deck to, to be. Yeah, it just needs to be tight enough that mm. you don't really have room for four fun cards like that, I don't think. Yeah, there's um, a, a lot that this deck wants to do. Yeah, for what it's worth, um, uh, we didn't mention this earlier, but none of the removes were any of the cards that had to do with rolling the planar die. Yes. So. If you want to not play Plane Chase, which I'd recommend Plane Chase. It's a lot of fun. It's you should fun. probably play it. But if not, then maybe you keep in Coveted Jewel and take out one of those cards of that has to do with the rolling the planar die. Right. There's a couple of mana rocks in there, I believe, that do it. Yeah. All right. We've got one final cut uh, to help this curve out. It's yep. Duplicant. Duplicant. Uh, it's an artifact creature. Mm -hmm. um, it's a shapeshifter. But it's not a Phyrexian. Not a Phyrexian. <laughs> uh, yeah, once again, uh, Meteor Golem is also in the deck. And Meteor Golem stayed, but Duplicant went. There's a lot of targeted removal in the deck. Yes. We already have a good amount of targeted removal. Meteor Golem is a lot more flexible. Mm. Uh, the seven mana, I feel, is a little bit more of an upside, honestly. Mm. Because you can... Now that we've fixed our ramp, and so our ramp is a lot better, mm. having that extra seven mana try to get a really, really big incubate token, not the worst. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, th this one's just a little strange to me because there's not a ton of good ways to reanimate it. There's a few, but not a ton. Yeah. And you're in, you're in black-white. There's a lot more efficient ways to remove creatures yes. specifically. Um, like duplicate can be good in red decks that don't have great answers to any creature, like especially indestructible creatures. But in white and black, you have uh, various. Yeah. Um, so duplicate seems a little overcosted when you have very efficient options for that. For sure. All right. Uh, so let's talk through how the deck actually plays out. Like we've talked about it a little bit, but when you sit down and you've made this upgrade, how do you want, uh, the game to play out? Um, you basically just want to ramp your commander out ASAP. Um, it's pretty powerful for the course for commander, honestly. Mm -hmm. But I think the important thing to remember is that you probably want to hold some of your cheaper Phyrexians in your hand until right. you get your commander out. Mm -hmm. Um, because if you have nothing to do on two or three, and you're like, hmm, but I have this two mana Phyrexian that I want to play, unless it's like the Mirror Convert or something that helps you get your commander, mm -hmm. you probably want to sit on that and hold it until you get your commander out, so that then you can start that incubate train going. Because if you're not making incubate tokens, your deck's not doing a lot. 
Right. Yeah. So make sure you get your commander down, hold some Phyrexians in your hand, and then start to generate that sweet machine yep. value. And honestly, the way that the deck wins most of the time is literally just by attacking. There's yeah. plenty of big stuff in the deck. The incubate tokens can get plenty big. Yeah, there's a massacre worm. That's it. Yep. That's a good way to take people out. Yep. There's board wipes and stuff. Like we mentioned, you can flip over your incubate tokens and just start attacking. Mm-hmm. So I think it's generating that value until you get to a point where you just have a massive army swing out, win. Cool. Get some punching power. Very cool. Thank you for upgrading this deck for us, Murph. Oh, you're uh, welcome. To the listeners, what do you think of the growing threat precon? Any cards we missed that you were like, this card would be great. Why why isn't it in the deck? Uh, <laughs> any cards that we suggested to take out and add or add that you disagree with where you're like, mm, I don't like that card or you're you're not correct to take that card out. Um, Magic players love telling us that. Tell us. Wrong. <laughs> we, do, we do read the comments. We do, do want to see what you have to say about these decks. We're curious how you're building Brimas or maybe you're building Moira and Tisha and you've got some cool tech oh, yeah. for them because that, it does it. seem like a super different deck. Um, all right. If you're picking up some of the cards that we talked about today or if you're picking up some cards for your new Moira and Tushar deck, go to cardkingdom.com slash command for all of your magic card needs or singles products. If you want to pick up the sealed precons, there are five precons from March of the Machine. They are all super different and very fun to play doing completely different things. So make sure that you watch all of our budget upgrade videos and go to Card Kingdom to pick up those precons or get the singles if you're not interested in the precon decks themselves. Card Kingdom will make sure they show up safely and in one package and if they don't they have a great customer service uh, for you to get in contact with and get everything remedied make sure that you have the cards and the quality that you want and they show up on time and safely cardkingdom.com slash command plus you should support the show uh then once you're, if you're using affiliate links if you're going on a shopping spree go to ultrapro.com slash command to pick up all of your magic accessories so your deck boxes your play mats your sleeves your uh card sorters uh, your binders your your dice like there's so there's so many trinkets that come with this game and ultra makes the best quality ones uh and they also have the licensing to make sure that you have all of the art that you want is represented on your battlefield make sure that you're signed up for the ultra pro newsletter because they will keep you up to date with all of the huge deals that they're regularly having on their website and more importantly, you'll stay up to date on their secret lair drops. They've done a couple of uh, waves of secret lair playmats, and they go so fast. And they look so cool. They're so cool. I there was them. the Transformers double-sided playmats that were like, some of them were foily. Yep. And then I picked up the the like Lisa Frank-esque binder Ooh. rainbow ones. Ooh, I love that. They go so fast. So make sure you're going to Ultra Pro, checking out what they have available, and uh, making sure that your battlefield looks cool yeah. and powerful <laughs> and strong and strong and nice and pretty <laughs> <laughs> ultra.com slash command all right we are going to move to the end step and talk about something outside of the world of magic what have you been doing what non-magically all right so uh recently i was on twitter as one does in the magic community yeah and there's this picture going around that had a bunch of like controllers and it was like which one did you start on yeah or which one did you grow up with sure and so i was looking through and they have stuff from like atari 2600 to like genesis gamecube all the way up to like modern day stuff and i was looking through and i couldn't find the one that i grew up with yeah and that would be 
<laughs> there are props. I'm so excited. Show and tell time if you yeah. were watching the video. Look at this. The Sega Saturn. <laughs> Nice. So this is a system that is very near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Um, this thing came out in 1995, competed with the PlayStation 1 and the Nintendo 64. And I have recently found that not a lot of people know about it. So I am here to educate the general populace about this system. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. What were your games? What did you play? So this thing came out between the Genesis and the Dreamcast. Most people know about the Sega Genesis and the Sega Dreamcast. But a lot of people don't know that this thing existed, like, at all. Mm -hmm. um, the games that I love to play on this are... <laughs> so, Ooh. Tomb Raider. <laughs> nice! Turns out Tomb Raider was made for the Saturn. <laughs> people think of the Tomb Raider as, like, such a Sony, PlayStation yeah. franchise. No, they made it for the Saturn first, and then they made a PlayStation version. I think it, the PlayStation version ended up releasing day and date with the Saturn version. But this was originally what they made it for. Um, yeah, for the so, podcast listeners, this is the case it's in is like a giant cassette. So, like, like an actual like tape cassette <laughs> box. Yeah, they are CDs. They're CDs. They're okay. CDs, it but it's a giant yeah. case for yeah, no for good no reason. reason. <laughs> so, legitimately, when you are trying to collect these now, it's such a pain to get a case that's in good condition because they crack all the time. Yeah. So games, because the system wasn't very popular, unfortunately, and because the cases break a ton, if you want a game in good condition, it's like pretty expensive. Like this is one of the less expensive games mm -hmm. and it's still like 40 bucks. Yeah. Completes. Um, yeah. So I like to play this. Uh, Sonic 3D Blast, Sonic R. Love those. Uh, but my favorite franchise on the Saturn is the Panzer Dragoon games. Um, so. <laughs> Panzer, Panzer Dragoon. Yeah. So Ooh. this is the crown jewel of my video game collection. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. So this is actually a reproduction case because, again, the cases break all oh, the time. Yeah. Uh, but this has four discs in it. Um, so it's basically an RPG. The okay. Panzer Dragoon Saga is the name of this game yeah. that I'm holding right here. Most of the Panzer Dragoon games are rail shooters, kind mm -hmm. of like Star Fox, okay. like Star Fox 64. Yeah. But this one's an RPG that they specifically made to try to compete with Final Fantasy VII. Um, it worked. It did not work. <laughs> it did not work. The game is very, very good. Yeah. But the problem is that the Saturn was basically already dead by the time this came out. Yeah. So they shipped like... 10,000 copies of this game ish yeah. 15,000 something like that mm -hmm. uh, in North America so this game is very very rare and because it's got four discs in it it's hard to find complete as well for sure yeah so yeah I would say play this game but it'll be hard to find don't spend that much money on it please Just go, <laughs> go emulate it go to Murph's house I'm sure <laughs> if you're in the area we'll have a great time be like hey I want to play some Panzer Dragoon I'll be like you're on <laughs> but yeah come, come play Panzer Dragoon at Murph's house for sure thanks for thanks Indeed. for bringing the, the Sega Saturn oh you're welcome oh it's my baby <laughs> it's beautiful <laughs> All right, we're gonna move to the cleanup step and say thank you to the amazing team here at the command zone that makes all of the stuff we we make possible. Thank you to Craig Blanchett, Damon Lentz, Arthur Metacroft, Lady Danger, Manson Lung, Jake Boss, Jordan Pridgen, Sam Waldo, Gaurav Galati, Jamie Block, Mitch Trafford, Evan Lamberger, Limberger, Gabriel Poses, Megan Yip, Eric Lem, Josh Lee Kwai, and Jimmy Wong. Let's Thanks, thank guys. Jimmy Wong. Thank you, Jimmy Wong. Thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> we love you, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching, everybody. There's going to be a bunch of budget uh, videos coming out. Make sure that you catch them all. We'll see you next time. Bye. 
Thank you for your attention. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs> The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.